Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Uh, here's Steve Radley on the hotline. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be on. So Love you've been show. a... You've been a loyal listener, and uh, we appreciate that very much. Um, we've learned some things about you uh, recently. One, that you're an actor. Uh, tell us what you do for your major daytime job. Well, I'm the CEO of Network Kansas, which is the statewide entrepreneurship center for the state. We help entrepreneurs and connect them to resources like education, expertise, and economic do a lot of loans to businesses and things like that. And, and and you also, as I mentioned, are an actor. You have a part uh, as an extra in Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, the, the newest Martin Scorsese movie out this fall, starring Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, several others you've heard of. I was just uh, taken aback by that and the experience that you've had uh, first of all, tell us about the movie a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, I, I would say I'm an aspiring actor, which is you audition a lot and then you <laughs> serve as an extra when you can. And I was, it was just a, the experience. I had read the book, and so and I knew they were coming to town, and so I thought I've got to do this. It's a $200 million movie. You don't get to be on a set like that very often. And it was just fascinating they basically turned Pahusk, oklahoma into you know it looked like one of the gun smoke sets and uh and then working with just these gigantic crews of uh you know they had a first unit a second unit they have directors for the extras and then just getting to watch um you know these big time actors and director work is, is a lot of fun yeah, this so, uh, clearly isn't a. Go ahead, Steve. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say this. This clearly isn't a movie where the extras are sitting around in a coffee shop and, uh, you know, having fake conversations. It seems like, and I don't, I don't know this to be a fact, but the extras are are also kind of characters in the movie. And I know you had to audition. So, uh, how how broad or far did we stretch the term extra for a movie like this uh yeah there's a lot of extras and you are playing a role um like you know that i was i almost sent another picture to bob uh i was a barber in one scene and then i was a reporter my my favorite one was when i was a reporter uh where I, at the end of the scene, I ended up like right behind the car that DiCaprio was in. And so like on every take, you know, he was right there in front of me along with Jesse Plemons. And, and so you are playing roles, 
Um, one funny story about that is this, the assistant director said, I need you here by the end of this scene. Well, they have these other extras who are playing U.S. Marshals. Well, the first two takes, uh, the Marshals wouldn't, I couldn't get to them because the other extras were pushing me out. And, uh, and the uh, a director came and he said, I don't understand something. I told you, you need to be right here by the end of the scene. I said, I promise I will get there from now on. And, uh, and so, so yeah, even as a, as an extra, you're getting directed in, in, in a movie like this, uh, much more than, than other movies. Killers of the Flower Moon, the movie we're talking about, it, uh, it's about a series of murders that took place down in Osage County in Oklahoma in the early 1920s after big oil deposits were discovered, be- discovered beneath uh, that land. Uh, and it was one of the best-selling and most uh, critically acclaimed books uh, in, in 2017. Uh, so they have put this, uh, this book uh, to film and Martin Scorsese, Scorsese took on the project. What was it like being around him? Because I, I would probably say that he's the most famous director uh, ever. So what was that experience yeah. like? And did, did he ever speak to you, Steve? No. And one of the things that you're, you're, you learn early on is you, you have your job, they have theirs. And so you, you stay away from them. But I did get lucky. Uh, a couple times, there was one scene where they couldn't decide whether they wanted to use me or not, and it was a courtroom scene in Tulsa, and and they said, well, stand behind this chair, and uh, and we'll decide whether we want to use you. And so I stood behind this chair while the scene was De Niro walking into the uh, into the courthouse, and now Scorsese was not; he's a, he was like in a bus um, watching all the cameras, but after each take. He would come out. Well, that was De Niro's chair. I was standing, and so he would come out. And I, I, the only thing I, I try not to listen too much, but I, I do remember Scorsese telling De Niro, you know, really good energy, keep it going, really good energy. And it was like just like 102 degrees, so it was hot. And and he probably may had De Niro do that scene. 10 to 15 times and it was just walking into the courthouse. But one thing you don't realize on the sets like that is you have cars moving, you have horses moving sometimes, and then you have all these extras moving. So there's so many reasons why a shot may not work. And it sometimes it has very little to do with the actual actors talking. So, yeah, what so you was, talked about Scorsese and, and De Niro talking uh, what were some of the interactions on set? I'm sure it was a lot of business, uh, you know, all business at a lot of times, but who was talking to who? What were they talking about? Were there any, like, non-work conversations going? What was catering like? I'm just interested in, in, in the set itself and what was happening there. Well, the set itself was a, I mean, like I said, I mean, it was like a gun smoke set. And so... I, I worked two days where they shot a parade scene and there were 400 extras on set. And so, um, and by the way, a movie like that food's really good. They feed you well, <laughs> but, um, but on a set like that with the parade that or parade where Lily Gladstone, the main character is coming down. And I got an opportunity in that one as well. 
Uh, and that was the one time when Scorsese actually came out and was on the boardwalk shooting. And then they were picking people to walk in front of the camera. And and so, you know, as an extra, you're kind of working. You hope you get that deal. And I was selected. The reason I was selected, I, I'm convinced, is they – so 1920s, you smoke a lot, right? A lot of smokers. And so they had these fake cigarettes. And so they would ask the extras – um, if they wanted, if they would smoke a fake cigarette, and and so of course I volunteered because I thought, well, that'll be the, you know, that'll be an opportunity. And so I did get selected once for that. And uh, so you're walking in front of the camera that Scorsese's looking through. So that was a really cool experience. But I mean, you're talking 400 extras moving all over the place. Um, it's just an amazing. They had a 50 foot by uh, 100 foot green screen on one side of that. Um, the other thing they had is they had these 50 foot by 50 foot light filters that they would move over with the crane. One of the things they hated was light, uh, sunlight. And so if the sunlight came out, they would move these cranes over to filter the light. And so that's why I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Um, that's why they're, they take such great photography. Um, and it's unbelievable if you've seen the trailer. Uh, talking with so Steve Bradley and Steve, uh, uh, tell us where, where, where do you live? You're, you're living in Andover. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, you and mentioned a lot of when we were shot in Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, that's pretty handy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that, uh, that you got to do a zoom call with the casting director, uh, Ellen Lewis. Now you said she's one of the most famous casting directors out there. I don't follow movies. I, I love movies, but I don't follow them enough to, to know that for sure. So tell us what that experience was like and how rare in your career has, has it happened that you've actually got to do a, a call with a casting director? Why well, I've done lots of auditions in Oklahoma but uh, I got a note from I have an agent in Oklahoma, and they said tomorrow we you have <laughs> you have an audition. Well, I just thought it was going to be the local Oklahoma casting director. Well, Ellen Lewis has worked. She did Queen's Gambit, Wolf of Wall Street, any Martin Scorsese movie. She's cast all of them, and uh, and so I'm in my basement <laughs> uh, getting ready because it was you know, 2021. So COVID was still going on. Um, and she came on and just absolutely, obviously I choked the audition <laughs> with her as the, uh, uh, there, I couldn't believe it was her, but she was, couldn't have been more gracious. Um, nice in fact, one of the nicest casting directors I've ever auditioned in front of, but, uh, I knew I'd blown it when she left but but uh but it was still like it was like one of my greatest experiences as an aspiring actor getting to audition in front of her so we have a, a few months to wait for this movie to to come out uh any ideas about what you're going to do when when it does come out on opening night <laughs> well when you're an extra it's just a crapshoot right you don't know how much whether you'll see yourself. I mean, I know the scenes that, um, that I'm in. And so, uh, 
uh, for me, I'll just I'll probably go out with my wife, and then then when I can get it on TV where I can <laughs> stop it, that's when I'll really look for myself. But there's one scene that I'll really be looking, and that's where they're taking DiCaprio out. Jesse Plemons is taking him out of the courthouse and putting him in the car, and t- and that scene is probably the uh, the scene where I have the best shot of where I'll see myself. So you just never know, you know, uh, what gets put on the, you know, Kevin Costner was in the big chill and he got cut completely out. So even Kevin caught, so extras, it's a really big crapshoot then. (laughs) So Steve, we had a conversation yesterday about the guy in the PGA championship, 47, got to play with Rory, was starstruck uh, and, it was argued by my cohort that that's as good as it'll ever get for him. He should just pack it in and and. No, be I never happy. said that at all. And, that's, be happy. That he, and he does have an understanding that that is going to be the highlight of his professional golf career, and he's enjoying it for that. So, for you, are you on to bigger and better things as an actor in your hope and belief, or is DiCaprio Scorsese as good as it'll ever get for you, and and you're going to pack it in like Michael Block? No, I think so. My my biggest would be so the scenes I auditioned for is probably one of the reasons I choked is we're opposite De Niro, and so one of the great wow. things about working on movies is they do. I mean, I have a friend who uh, who does a lot of extra work and got a scene with Sylvester Stallone in the Tulsa King, and so for me. It, you know, what, what my acting coach says is you, the actor's job is to audition. And then, uh, you know, hopefully you might get a role sometime. But um, but my dream would be to have an actual where I have a speaking role with a – and those stars come in all the time from, from the coast because when they're – like right now, Twister is being shot in Oklahoma. Um, and so – so there's always well, there's more opportunity now than ever before for actors around this area to get work locally. Jeff's uh, apple and oranges uh, debate there. I thought it was uh, an apt comparison. The golfer has had his speaking part. Uh, he was yeah. the main character in the PGA Championship. You're still you aspiring right. to that. There is no comparison in the two. Uh, but good try, Jeff. Steve, it is awesome to talk well, with congratulations you. Congratulations on finishing 15th. We, uh, we really appreciate it. We can't <laughs> wait for the movie for several reasons, and one of those is because we hope you're in it, and it, it looks like a blockbuster, and thanks for your time. Well, thank you for allowing me to talk about it. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.